Welcome to CooperCast, the Recuperation Album, Episode 4. This is your host, Al's reissue, John Sachs. We hear a great review of the album. We wander into talking about CDs versus vinyl, about Al selling his LP collection, Al's collection of 45s, and selling them on eBay. Now, I should tell you that in the usual way, I checked out some reviews because I know you Oh, so that's the end of the album? Yeah, uh, 13 is the last song. Unlucky 13 is where it ends. So I'm going to look up reviews on recuperation because I know you always get a kick out of this stuff. There's actually only one. Are these reviewers or... um, Humanoids. Humanoids. This is a semi... Humanoid semi-reviewer. This is uh, the the uh, website called All Music, and a lot of the reviews of your work are done by a fellow named Bruce Eater. We've, we've no, he's a he's a writer. Okay, well, he says the best of all Al Cooper studio albums, Recuperation, is a mostly instrumental album on which the artist playing organ and piano, and occasional guitar, in a band including Jimmy Vivino, Harvey Brooks, Fred Walcott, among others roar and pound their way through a baker's dozen of R&B, rock and roll, soul classics. Everything from chestnuts like Soul Twist, Honky Tonk, Johnny B. Good, da, 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 to such originals as Downtime and Alvino Johnson Shuffle, without a notable gap in quality between them. And the one vocal number, I Want a Little Girl, contains one of the finest singing performances that Cooper has ever turned in on record. But it's also played so well it would work as an instrumental. In many ways, this recording is a distant cousin to Blood, Sweat, and Tears, a child as father to the man, and was his first attempt at leading a band since that 1968 venture, which was sort of fitting since it led to Soul of a Man, Cooper's life in concert career retrospective the next time out. He likes it. Sounds that way. But because this is not on Columbia, like a lot of his solo records... It's on Music Makers. It's not... Masters. Music, it's on Music Masters, thank you. It didn't obviously get, you know, huge amount of exposure. Either did my Columbia albums. I mean, yeah. except for the bit, you know. Yeah. So it's available. I found it on Apple Music. You can also listen on uh, YouTube, but then you've got to listen to the commercials at the front of each song. Well, there's other listening... Uh, devices yeah, there's, where there's no commercials. Yeah, Spotify and yeah. Uh, Apple and probably Amazon mm-hmm. yeah, online. But I don't think you can buy a CD except used on eBay. No, I don't even know if you can still buy that CD. No, I don't, that's what I'm saying, only used ones. Only used ones. On. Mm-hmm. But, if, but if people want to hear it and they're signed up with any of those. Well, that's a good thing about CDs. Yeah. When you buy a record, if it was played a lot, there's pops and clicks and skips. Uh, But a CD don't usually do that. There's a lot of affection for vinyl these days, but... But I'm just saying. But there's no question. Well, as my brother used to say, you take a record made out of vinyl, which is plastic, which is not that hard, and you drag a diamond needle down the grooves every time you play it. You destroy it a little bit. That's true. And I'll never forget, you know, the Cone concert by uh, Keith Jarrett? It's this sort of... Uh, uh, K-O-L-N? Yeah. Yeah. 
So I bought this record, which I loved. I'd heard it, and I bought it. And I put it on, and I listened to side one. I was like, wow, that's so great. And I walked up to flip it over to side two, and it slipped out of my fingers, fell down behind the turntable, and scratched the entire second side with, like, a deep scratch that left the whole thing unplayable. Well, you got to be careful with those. <laughs> you see? You know, and the thing is... Uh, I, I have I have maybe fifteen inches of uh, LPs vinyl. Yeah, I sold all my collection. Mm-hmm. You said a guy drove up with a truck from the south. Yeah, parked it out in front of your house and filled it up with cartons. Filled it up with cartons. Yeah. Well, first I mean the first day he came and he um, looked at each one and priced it right every every album yeah they weren't great prices either yeah then when he finished he offered me a certain amount of money which yeah. i had first turned down right then he raised it a little more and then we had a deal and then he packed them all up and then he came back the next morning with a truck that he rented yeah and he put them all in there and drove back to from once he came, yeah, with everything, my wife was very happy. Get him out of the house. To get the LPs out of the house, because then she had space for her stuff. <laughs> That's her room now. <laughs> I got a turntable, and because uh, occasionally stuff shows up, you got to have a turntable for it. And I dragged my albums out of the basement. And they smell a little musty, and I put one on. And that hiss and crackly sound that you get when you put the needle down. At the time, I probably was annoyed by it, but I kind of really missed it. Like, it sounded so friendly and familiar. You, know, you put I the needle down. It. Yeah, I know. Well, you wouldn't want it all the time, but it certainly brings back uh, the, the one... Well, look what good care I take of my 45s. <laughs> they're, all, they're all sitting stacked on each other without any, uh, without any envelopes at all. Sleeves. Without cold. any sleeves, thank you. And if you look, you're surrounded by them. Yeah, right, I know. They're behind you. Yeah, 45s everywhere. I, I assume that you you have a, a complete alphabetized list of all these 45s written down somewhere. No. <laughs> you don't? No. Well, get on it, would you? <laughs> what do you think this collection is worth, just off the top of your head? I have no idea, but I think it's like quite a bit. Yeah, I, I mean, like, you can pick any 45. I just picked one off the stack, Devil or Angel by the Clovers. Mm -hmm. And on the side B is Hey Doll Baby. So you could go to eBay and find out exactly what this is worth, you know, any old time. Well, if you want to take their word for the price. Well, it gives you some indication of what somebody's willing to pay for. Yeah. It, you know. Sometimes... Um, when my lawyer comes to visit me, yeah, who's really into this stuff, right? He sits down at the table here, and he pulls out a pile of those, you know, without even looking. Right. He starts going through them, and then he gets on the computer. Yeah. And he uh, r writes down what their value is. Yeah. Then he puts them up for sale yeah. on the computer 
And it, it sells like maybe 10 of them in an hour. Really? Yeah, and it's like a lot of money. Really? Okay. Yeah. Huh. And I like, I, like I said, there's no sleeves on them. They'd be worth four times. If you had the original paper sleeves with it. And yeah. I took care of them. Oh, wait a second now. Wait a second. This I just pulled this off the top of a stack. Yeah. And this requires a little explanation. The song is A Wider Shade of Pale, which is famous by Procol Harum. But this is not Procol Harum. This is by The Hesitations. I didn't That's an R&B group. What's on the other side? The other side is uh, With Pen in Hand, which was written by none other than Bobby Goldsboro. Mm-hmm. So this is a cover of two rock, two white songs, two white songs by a black group. God, so you 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 let all the albums go, but you kept all, all the forty fives. Mm, I think so. Yeah, it would take about three solid days to go through these. And we'll come back when you're not so busy. Um, yeah, I'm never not going to be busy enough to do that. <laughs> This has been Coopercast, the Recuperation Album, Episode 4, brought to you by The Sound of Vinyl. The booklet for Recuperation can be downloaded from the Coopercast page of Al's website, alcooper.com, where you can also submit questions for Al.